Time code, 38 minutes, 55 seconds. Welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part media club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. So, I don't... (laughs) um, uh, uh, Eagle-eared listeners to last week's episode could maybe uh, find some evidence to the fact that I'm about to bring forward, but my computer is dying just kind of straight up, no ifs, ands, or buts. I've been kicking this can down the road for a long time. But while I figure out what I'm going to do to get a new computer, because, hey, guess what? Um, Those things aren't cheap. Like, Yeah, dude. Pretty rough. The I don't understand why laptops aren't, like, $400 cheaper than they actually are. But that's mm-hmm. not the point. Um, The point is... As a consequence of this, I have pivoted from using, like, a computer in my day-to-day to just using, like, a tablet. Like, I have my uh, Kindle Fire that I pretty much use for all of, like, my watching and stuff like that. Okay. And, like, this is pretty much the only thing I use my laptop for anymore. Um, Which is why I'm going to continue to kick that can down the road. Um, But the problem is, on my computer, I have an ad blocker. So... When I watch, like, YouTube videos to fall asleep, not a problem. However, now that I am on a device and I'm using a YouTube app and I can't get Adblock installed, now I'm dealing with, like, four commercial breaks in a 30-minute YouTube video. And what I'm really trying to get at is YouTube Premium is the one service that is the most convenient but the most expensive Because that is $14 a month. No thank you. That's as much as HBO. Yeah, that's like, this is HBO Netflix prices, bro. And YouTube is free. You're paying for not having ads. So almost all streaming services, like Peacock, Paramount, whatever, have and Hulu, have a ad tier, which is like five bucks, and then a non-ad tier, which usually doubles it. The fact that YouTube's is free ad tier and then their non-ad tier is $15 is insane it's insane that's crazy dude and you know back when I was in college I was able to get like YouTube premium at like a student price and it was like seven bucks a month which is how much it should be right also let it be known I would pay for YouTube if if, if YouTube wasn't free, I would pay for it. Now, that would ruin their business model because that's the reason they get so many clicks anyways, so kids can do it and everyone can watch YouTube videos. I would pay for YouTube. The fact that not I have to much, pay- Not much, but I would. Not much, but I would because I use it more than anything else. If it was its own streaming service, I use that more than anything else. The fact that like ads are inconvenient, they're not that inconvenient. So I refuse to pay an ad-free version 15 bucks when most of the time you have to watch 50 there's the shortest commercials you've ever seen in your life they're not comparable to tv commercials and if there's two you watch the first one 15 seconds second one you can skip after five seconds i'm not paying 15 and the only reason why this is becoming a problem is because i fall asleep to youtube videos so i'm just watching like i know like a mario party gameplay video for like 10 minutes and then as soon as i roll over to go to sleep three better help ads come on and i'm like okay well this kind of ruined what i was going for but you know so i gotta scroll over hit skip ads and then roll back over and hope it doesn't come back on i have that problem with podcasts when the actual podcasts have ads they're doing ad reads i'm like i gotta skip this so let me go hit you know forward 30 seven times and get back to the podcast so i can fall asleep but it's just normally I'm cool with it with podcasts if I'm using the podcast to fall asleep because it's the same voices usually. Like, gotcha. As long as it's the same consistency of audio, like that usually doesn't bother me. Oh, but, you don't you like know, the spike in music and random voices coming out of nowhere? Exactly, correct. And also, can you imagine if I was doing this during the days of Lego Movie 2 advertisements? Because 
I don't know if you remember, but when they were advertising for the Lego Movie 2, what they did was they bought an ad spot on YouTube that just aired the entirety of the first Lego Movie. Which is funny. I, I, I give them props. But if you fell asleep to YouTube videos and you woke up and you were halfway through the Lego movie, I would have some questions. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know another frustrating thing is? What's do you know that? How, it, it took me forever to figure out the difference between YouTube Premium and YouTube TV. Yeah, I have to imagine that YouTube TV is maybe the least used subscription service ever. At the I think very people least. only use it, straight up only use it for sports. I think so too, because that's the only thing they advertise. Um, and all, I also want to say, if it's not the least used, it definitely has the worst ratio of most advertised to least used. Because oh, I see a yeah. YouTube TV ad probably every day, and I have had zero motivation to get it. Dude, I'm just like, I feel like live sports is the only reason to have any semblance of cable everything else should be yeah. streaming yeah it, and i uh, and like your internet your home internet should come with a basic cable like package just straight up it should these aren't these aren't even hot takes this is just like how it should be that they're refusing to do it's like because yeah i don't know man yeah just because like i don't know maybe like it would be cool for an internet provider to be like, hey, here's a hundred channels you could use if the internet goes out for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the crazy one. Um, yeah. Let's move on and talk about our game. We've complained about capitalism <laughs> yeah. enough for this Dang, I hate how these people make money. <laughs> um, this week we are talking about Need for Speed Unbound, the most recent game in the Need for Speed franchise. If you don't want to hear us talk about this game, you can go ahead and skip to this time code right here. Time code, 38 minutes, 55 seconds. So when I was a kid, Need for Speed was like the edgy game that my brother and I would play because it was the first game that we played where like you got chased by cops. Yeah, the cops are the bad guys. Racing. Yeah. And so my brother and I played Need for Speed Most Wanted and Need for Speed Underground 2 on yep. the GameCube. And so I think Underground 2 was the one that had like a pretty cool open world. And my brother and I we wouldn't even do like the missions. We would just rack up a wanted level and drive around the city, which is what you're supposed to do when you're eight years old. I think Need for Speed was like GTA rated t yeah absolutely and like that was my first explore that was like my first game where the cops were the bad guys um i think my first one was need for speed hot pursuit yeah um we maybe, got I was hot, pursuit hot pursuit and underground 2 at the same time so yeah um, i think hot yeah. for hot pursuit 2 um played that on the gamecube at my friend's house and you can buy cars and you dude it was it changed my life it made me want to get a gamecube because my friend had it. I'm like, dude, I could just do this all day. The only racing games I had before then was Gran Turismo, which is great. Loved it. It was on PlayStation 2. But I'm like, I want to get a GameCube so I can run from the cops. This is awesome. And buying your car, customizing your car is dope. Um, that was the last time I ever played Need for Speed. Um, like, I never owned the game. I tried playing Need for Speed here and there kind of recently. Um like Need for Speed Rivals I played a little bit of. But what I like about Need for Speed Unbound that I haven't seen in Need for Speed games in a while is they really bring back the drivability of an open world. Where, like, it's not a sandbox, you know? You're not getting out of your car, getting into a helicopter and attaching it to your car and flying across the city. But, like, you have free roam. You can rack up a wanted level. You can do stunts. Like, sometimes it's nice to just drive yeah, um dude. and so that's a big plus going for this game the other plus that i that i have that i don't know if you have is i am a sucker for this art style it was so cool dude it's okay, just refreshing cool. yeah. i liked it a lot because the environments in the cars are pretty gorgeous normal but yes. there's this very like 90s graffiti like 
color pop cell shading going on with all the accents in the environment. So, like, your tire smoke is cell shaded. Um, when you do jumps, you get these little sketches that are coming out of your car, like bat wings or devil horns or something like that. Um, all your characters actually look like they're from a comic book or graffiti. It's so dope, dude. Because the thing that was my frustrating thing is I didn't want to play a game that a lot of times you can tell how old a game is by how realistic the cars look. And so the yeah. cars look super realistic. In the city, it's called Lakeshore, but it's actually Chicago. And it all looks realistic. The bridges are there. Everything, the buildings look sweet. And then you look at the characters and their cartoons are like super cool animated people inside of this environment. And it is such a cool design choice because at no point does it feel like those two art styles are clashing with each other um right. you know this isn't roger rabbit in a, in a live action world it's like these two art styles blend very well together and so at the very least what that's what kept me going for this game when i was struggling to continue from a gameplay factor right. um and so i just want to get out ahead of this and say I am just bad at racing games. Guys, you found my kryptonite. It's racing games. I'm bad at them. Um, and I think that this one in particular has some control problems. Dude, the driving is not intuitive. I've it's put a really right not. about 100, 150 hours of Forza in in about three months. That's a lot. Um some would say too much. I play a lot of Forza. Forza is a mix of arcade and simulation games. You can go Forza Motorsport, and that's way more simulation. And then you can go Need for Speed, which is way more arcade. Forza is right in between. But, like, the drifting makes sense, the braking, the acceleration, all of it's very intuitive. You don't need to learn how to do it, for the most part. This dude, it took me hours to figure out how to drift correctly. It's so hard because... The struggle when it comes to, like, getting an effective drift in any racing game is how do you turn a corner without losing your momentum? Whether or not you drop whatever your speed is, that's one thing or another. That depends on how sharp your turn is. But, like, keeping the momentum is the most important thing. And that is the thing that I could not do. Every time I drifted, my car would end up coming to a complete stop anyway. And I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what's going on here. Dude, I couldn't control. There were so many races I lost because like my car would not stop drifting. I drifted into like a complete circle when I was trying to go on a turn and now I'm facing the wrong direction. That yeah. happened so many times, dude. The drifting is straight up hard. It doesn't make sense. Because in real life, when you're drifting, you get some speed and you do sudden movements. So you can hit the brakes and turn and you'll you'll drift or you'll turn the wheel, hit the gas and you'll drift. But it's sudden movements. Basically, the premise of most racing games is your tire can only do one thing at a time. It can go. It can accelerate. It can turn or it can brake. It can't do all of them at the same time. So this and that's usually how you get good control over a car. In this game, it's like, here's how you drift. You tap the brakes, you turn, and you could touch nothing else. Like, straight up, the car will drive itself, <laughs> and it'll drift. That was so crazy to me, because there's no, there's no finesse. You just tap the brakes, or tap the gas. You can set how you want to... That's the main thing that made me mad, is they let you choose how you want to drift. They're like, tap the gas, tap the brakes, and turn the wheel. However you want to do it, that's how you can do it. I'm like, What? And you, it's so hard to stop it, and it's so hard, and it's, it's really easy to get it started. And half the times you're going, I mean, you're drifting into things. It stops abruptly. It's if people don't like this game, it's because literally turning is difficult. Now, I will say that as someone who is not great at this game, something I really appreciated from this game that not a lot of other racing games do is. Other racing games, you cannot progress unless you place at a certain spot in the lineup. You know, if you don't get first, you won't progress. If you don't get top three, you don't progress. The way that this game does progression is it's all, like, monetary-based. So, like, you get a cash prize from racing in these events 
and you don't have to come in first, but every place you get below first, you just earn less money. So it takes you longer to get new cars. So it takes you longer to tune your cars. And so I do like that because it's like, hey, you don't have to win, but it'll be easier if you do. Yeah, there's a couple races as you get further in the game. Full disparity, guys. I've put like 11 hours in this game, 12 hours. In this I game. didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> yeah, I put a lot, of, a lot of time into this game. There are certain races where you have to win to get stuff. If there's a there's later in the game you can win cars, you have to come in first place to get those. Some of them I, th- I forgot what they're called. They're like um, uh, risky. They're straight up called risky races. And usually the only like if there's eight cars racing, only the top three get anything. So and those have a b- greater payout. Also, a lot of races have buy-ins. Not yeah. all of them. Yeah. So if you want to make more money, you can pay four grand. They pool everybody's money and give it to the winners. So those races pay a lot of money. Some of them are free, but usually make like a couple grand. But that that whole system is sweet. Also, another thing you can do is you can bet on beating other players. So like if I haven't fully tuned my car yet and I'm like, it's not going to be the fastest one there. There's still classes. There's a B class, A class, uh, A plus, S, and S plus. So if I start off and I'm at the bottom of the A class, I'm racing all A-class vehicles. It's not, It's this is the frustrating part, is you're racing pickup trucks, you're racing cars. That's a little weird. Um, but you're racing all A-class, and there's they're all over the scale of A-class. So there's bottom A-class, top A-class, you're racing everybody. If you, the game tells you where it thinks you're going to place based off how tuning, how much tuning you've done to your car. And then it lets you bet on who you think you're going to beat. So even if you're like, the game's like, hey, man, you haven't tuned your car very much. You're going to lose those top three guys. Like nine times out of ten, you, your car's just not fast enough. Um, but we think in a place in like fifth or sixth, you can bet you're going to beat the people lower than you or higher than you, and you'll make money that way. So you really, a lot of these times, you don't need to come in first. It helps, obviously. But this is like one of the first games where I don't feel bad for coming in second or third place. Like I'm like, oh, I podiumed. That's fine. They have a faster car. It told me before I started the race, hey, this is where we predict you're going to be based on tuning you, how much tuning you're getting. I knew I wasn't going to win the full prize money, but I bet on people lower than me and I still made cash. So that's a super cool device. And I loved how like I didn't need to come in first to be happy. That was sweet. Um, also, this is also, yeah. So this Need for Speed also has like a pretty expansive story to it um, mm-hmm. in a way that I kind of wasn't expecting. Um, I really only played through like the first chapter or two after the prologue ends. Um, and also you don't know you're in the prologue when the prologue's happening. Oh my God. Yeah. That's pretty frustrating because I was kind of getting sick of this game. I was struggling to like put the time in. And so when I beat the prologue and I got the achievement that's like, hey, you beat the prologue. I'm like, I only did that much? And I'm like, well, I guess I got to play a little bit more. So I didn't just play the prologue. Yeah, dude. Um, the prologue itself takes an hour. And you don't know you're in it. So that was frustrating to me because it lets you pick your car like a freaking Pokemon in the beginning. And, and you think are, that choice matters. Yeah. And I chose the Nissan. Okay, um, I chose the Lamborghini. And I'm glad that you also had the same struggles that I did in the prologue because I was really concerned that I would just like chose the wrong car and was going to be stuck with it forever. Um, but what frustrated me most about the prologue is because they give you a car at the very end that they let you drive twice and then they take that car away from you. That car that they have you drive is the best car I drove during my entire like game time. It's that that car that you do that the the um the courier job you do that like oh, yeah. gets you away from the garage. Like that car drove like I understood how cars drive. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, if I can keep this car, I might play this game for a little while. And then the next cutscene is that car being stolen. And I'm like, all right, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. That was frustrating. And I think they do that a lot in movies. They do that in a lot of games. Like a good thing Pokemon doesn't do this. But, like, they start you off with the best thing, tragedy strikes, and now you have to work your way back up. I'm like, well, now I know what I could have had. 
like when super game like games with superheroes do that i'm like i had all these powers and now i can do two things like i had infinite health infinite armor all this stuff and now i have to go start the from the beginning that was a little frustrating and it also stinks that i didn't know that was happening so like i spent all this time designing the car i was trying to get into performance but it doesn't even let you affect the performance it's just a great vehicle and then they take it away from you like well that would have been nice to know so i didn't waste all this time trying to make it beautiful or whatever and consequence and cons consequentially consequent consequently consequently yeah um it makes starting from the beginning so much harder because if it was just one race that would be one thing but like you said this prologue is an hour and so you've gotten comfortable driving 140 150 and then you do your next race in like the actual chapter mode of the game and you're driving 100 110 which still kind of. sounds fast but it's not it's but not. it doesn't feel you hit fast. nitrous and you go 10 miles faster and you're like what is going on oh i also really liked how they did nitrous in this so they introduced like a secondary mechanic called burst nitrous where you had your primary nitrous gauge and that was fueled by you know various gaffes and goofs you know hitting max speeds driving on the wrong side of the road etc but then there was also an impulse or a burst nitrous that right. you earned by doing different stuff, near misses, drifts, stuff like that. And yeah. instead of holding the nitrous button, you just tap it once and it gives you like a quick burst of nitrous. Um, it's good. Usually pretty much only to like for passing. get you out of it. Usually like, yeah, help you pass, get you out of a turn, stuff yeah. like that. So I really liked that because it meant that I could save my nitrous bar for straightaways and like, pump up to that 150 160 mark and then i right. could just use the burst nitrous on turns and whatnot so that was now, a really that cool sure mechanic. would have been like really nice if they had explained that to us and we didn't have to figure it out by ourselves i think they did explain it to me at least because like i'm like i i mean like it is explained in basically like a save screen or okay. like hey just so you know but no one comes out and be like hey let's there's no tutorials in this game just so you know they don't yeah, teach you how to, they menus. tell you how to drift and like, well, you'll figure it out. They don't tell you like how nitrous works. They're like, well, you'll figure it out. Here's burst nitrous. Here's this nitrous. All right, figure it out. Um, I I like racing games, so I figured it out. If you don't like racing games, if you don't figure it out quickly, you might just be like, I don't know how to use it. Yeah. Um, which is why like drifting is so hard because you literally just need to get time in the seat and just learn it. So now I'm really good at it. Now here's the tricky thing. I can't go back to Forza now because <laughs> the the games drive totally different. So when I went back to Forza, I would suck for a couple races. I come back to this game, suck for a couple races. I'm like, I just need to stick with one game, figure out how the mechanics work, and just go from there. A couple more things I like about this before we just freaking I'm gonna burn this thing to the ground. I like this game, but there's some it's got issues. Um, and we can also talk about general mechanics. The buy-ins and the betting is dope. Car customization is very cool. Very cool. I, it is very expansive in a way that to me is overwhelming, but is obviously geared for somebody else. So, like, yeah. they cater to the casual by having a lot of body kits, um, letting you fine-tune the broader things, but also... Like when you, if you want to change a tire, you can change like the threads, the shape, the, the rim. Like you could, there are like five different things that you can change on just the tire. And, um, but that's also like cosmetic stuff. That's the frustrating part for me. Cause you can buy a tire that makes you race better. That takes you up like classes, a class, whatever. You can also buy a tire that just looks cool. I spent maybe 30 minutes of my 11 hours on cosmetic stuff. That's just not my thing. Um, I didn't do crazy graphics. I didn't spend time on the rims and the tire. I'm like, it doesn't matter that much. There's like a whole wrap thing where you can put crazy logos in your car. I didn't do that. There's body kits. I did, never did any of that stuff. I'm like, it's all cosmetic. And here's the thing about the game. Everything is expensive. Cars are expensive. Customizations are expensive. Performance upgrades are expensive. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy a $30,000 body kit. If it doesn't make me faster, like it. I need to win races. This stuff is so expensive. So like it kind of made me shy away from that. But I mean, if that's your thing, then this game has it for you. And speaking of if this, if that's your thing, this game has it for you. Not everything is racist. Like there's other ways to make money. Um, I'm a racer. I like to race. Um, 
there's a drifting thing where you can make a lot of money drifting in this game. And the drifting is so hard for me um, that I just never played those races. And that was fine. I would, for those people who want to have a good idea of what the drifting is like, it feels like Mario Kart where you can drift in the corners and then you get boosts. That's, it's, this game is more similar to Mario Kart than it is like Forza Gran Turismo. It's insane. There's also one, there's a game mode uh, where ASAP Rocky comes out. <laughs> And the goal is to just get skill score, hit jumps, destroy obstacles, drift around corners, and you got to perform like that. I'm not good at that thing either, so I can completely ignore that, and I can still make money. So if you like drifting, if you like stunts, that stuff is there for you. This mo- I'm pretty sure this game completely ripped off of Forza, because there's also speed traps. So you're trying to hit, um, get the top speed or whatever, past a certain point uh, in free roam. Also in free roam, there's speed zones, so how f- What's your average speed from point A to point B? There's drift zones. How much skill score can you get from just drifting from point A to point B? And there's also jumps. Like how far can you hit a jump? That's all um, in free roam. All that exists in Forza as well. So that's a big thing. Craig, what was your interaction with the police like? Um, I, it was not a main feature of the game for me because there are some races. I'm sure there are more as you carry on where the police are just part of the race. Where yes. you are racing your opponents while the police are also trying to catch you. At no point did the police catch me. Like, that was never a threat. But the thing that they do is, if one of those races happens, after the race, you have to outrun the cops. You have to escape the cops yeah. post Sometimes they're there waiting for you. Sometimes they aren't. So at the end of the race, whatever car you're in, sometimes you just have to run away from the cops then. And... Um, also completing races raises your heat level. So it makes the cops more aware of you when you are out in the open world. I never got my heat level above like one and a half out of five. Um, and so they were never like, you know, prowling the streets looking for me. Um, but it was, they, they were not a problem for me. There may have been one or two times I crashed, um, and had to like restart a race because of them. Um, uh, they're a big part of this game. Cause you get to a point where there's some races you can only do once you have, all right. So there's like heat levels. It goes up to five. The first heat level is just common charger squad car. Second heat level is all wheel drive, um, Ford explorers. They'll chase you off road as well. And they bully you around a little bit. Third tier is Corvettes that you can't out race. You have to pretty much destroy them. They go up to like 160 miles per hour, so you can't outrun them. You can, you might be able to outdrive them, maybe if you like get drive real sporadically. But most of the time, you have to bully them all throughout. Four stars is when they introduce Camaros, which aren't on your mini map. They're just around. They're called undercovers. So you'll be driving, thinking you got away, and then you'll just they'll just find you. And then the fifth one, which I experienced last night for the first time, I don't remember what they're called, but they're straight up like riot vehicles and they're very fast. They'll bully you like you, they will just, their goal is to basically destroy your car. Um, and then oh, another thing is the Corvette vehicles can call in uh, roadblocks and there's basically two ways to get busted. If they surround you and you literally can't escape, there's like a proximity thing. If they're in the proximity for too long, you get busted. And you lose all the money you didn't bank in your safe house. And two, if they just destroy your car, um, you'll get busted that way. I've been busted twice. One of them because um, they just surrounded me and I couldn't get out. And the second one is because they just wrecked my car. Um, In the middle of a police chase, you can go to a gas station. You can literally just drive through it. Don't slow down and it'll repair your car and uh, boost your nitrous. I didn't know that. So my car got wrecked and I lost a bunch of money. This game has two cycles, a day cycle and a night cycle. There's races during both. Um, and there's usually making, you make more money and you can win cars sometimes at the night races, day races, usually a lower heat level and stuff like that. Um, and all the money you make during that day cycle, you can go bring it back to your safe house and that's how you save it. Otherwise, if you get busted, all the money you made during that day cycle, during that day, during that night, you'll lose. So that's a cool device. Um, there's, I refuse to race after I already have four stars and I get real hesitant after three. So there's some races that are super high heat. So you'll get two 
from racing. If I'm already at three, I, three, I will not race that too. Because if I finish the race and I'm in a slow car, like a B or an A class, and I'm getting chased by cops, it's brutal. Also, there's helicopters. It's insane, dude. Losing the cops in this game is straight up harder than GTA because you can't shoot back. You're just <laughs> getting chased. And they will, they're trying to hurt you. So it's a huge part of this game. It's crazy. I'll, um, do you have anything else to say about this game, Craig? Because I'm going to just, I might just fly through because we're talking about this for a while. Nope. I got, I pretty much got everything I needed to say. The music is fire. Oh, yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh huh. It's dope. ASAP Rocky is a voice actor and he gave the game a bunch of music as well. Like, he's actually in the game and he gave it a bunch of music. The music is dope. Um, kind of repetitive, but whatever. It takes place in Chicago. You can see all the big buildings, Willis Towers there, the rivers through the middle of the city. It's called Lakeshore, but it's it's freaking sick. Um, there's mini games kind of like where you do uh, car pickups. If you do it during the day, it's a time trial. So you have to take it back to a location in a certain amount of time to get paid. And then at night, as soon as you pick up the car, it's wanted and the cops chase you. And the condition the car is in when you deliver it determines how you get paid super cool thing it also allows you to unlock more cars so i think there's 130 some cars in the game maybe 140 um some of them you can only get access to once you've done these you still have to pay for them and like i said everything in this game is expensive and it's kind of hard to make money um this game really encourages you to not care so much about where you place in the race like just get paid you get four resets a day cycle um, so it might be for a whole day, day and night, but it might just be I think for it is like day just night. day, yeah, day and night. You get four resets. So if you crash in a race or whatever, and you're in last place, you can reset the whole race over again. You only get four. So I usually won't spend more than two during the day. Cause after that, if you wreck or whatever, you have to finish the race in whatever place you're in, you're in. That is so also, cool. I just want to say those restarts are very important because if you crash and go into like last place because of it, you are getting best case scenario, sixth place out of eight. Yes. It's like, brutal. If you total your car, it is an unsalvageable situation. It, it repairs your car fast. There's a couple of times, like, if you drive off a bridge and go into water, it repairs your car instantaneously. Yeah, so you I'm go not straight worried, back yeah. to the road. Yeah, it's That's not awesome. so much. It's not so much the repairing. It's the, like, if you do it in a race, there's no salvaging your position. You know, you yeah. are not. If you get, if like, you, if you overdrift, which happens to me all the time, you're just facing the wrong direction, turn it around and try and catch up. It's brutal. Because, by the way, you're not the only one with nitrous. Everybody else uses nitrous. It's insane how fast some of these cars are. So like it's it's a good way to get wrecked. So the resets is cool. The fact that it's limited is even cooler because otherwise you're like, I'm not in first place, second place. I'll just keep resetting. But the game's like, no, that's not how this works. So that's awesome. Cons. Drifting sucks. General direction. Like I had no idea where there was in this game at all times. I, you have to use waypoints. There's a quick um, waypoint thing that's pretty cool. But, like, there's so many times where I got turned around, I had no idea where I was. I guess that just comes with learning the map. Mike, let's, so in this game, you get to design your character. Super cool how they got, like, actual designers. They got Vans in the game. They got Versace in the game. You get to design your character. My character is black with braids. kind of like ASAP Rocky style. Like, it comes down in front of your face. Um, super cool face tattoo. The voice actor sounds like Zac Efron. And it's <laughs> so annoying, dude. It's so annoying. I'm like, this, it hurts my ears. So that's, I wish they would have just gotten one more actor. Be like, hey, the characters, I think there's, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on characterization. I just wish I'm like, hey, can they just have two, can I get to pick between two male voices? There's a female voice or like a feminine voice and a masculine voice. And that's it. So the masculine voice sounds like Zac Efron. I'm like, well, that's not what my character looks like at all. And it, it hurts my ears. But yeah. whatever. I wish that wasn't the case. The dialogue in this game, in general, it's mediocre. It's okay. Kind of cringy. Um, it's, I don't know. I feel What's, like we, it felt rushed and like we could have wrote something better. And so, I mean, the story is never really the reason somebody plays a racing game. But right. I give them props for making a story that is attempting to be engaging enough to be part of the reason why you are coming back. Um, I didn't fully connect with it. Like I was able to understand it. And like, I understood like the emotional connections and whatnot, but like 
it wasn't enough for me. And so as someone who was like playing this game and I'm like, all right, I get my, I got to get my time in. I can say I tried another racing game. You know, I wasn't playing it with the intention of finding out whether or not I was going to continue playing it or not. So this is one of those games that you can skip the story. You can watch the story. It really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It kind of I watched helps. it, but it's it's all right. The story is okay. The main reason why you would watch it is because sometimes there are missions that you do that are directly related to where you are at in the plot. Like, in the prologue, you know, you have to do a courier service for a dude. And, like, you know, you learn his name and his relationship with you guys. And so, when you finish a race, and then if you were to skip that cutscene, and then you teleport right into a courier mission, then, like, that could be a little confusing. But that would be the only reason... Like, you would have to watch the story is so that way you can understand those, like, out-of-context missions when they come around. Yeah, thankfully, this game doesn't have very many cutscenes. Most of them in the prologue. After that, like, the cutscenes are few and far between. Most of the time, it's all phone calls, so you can keep driving, keep doing whatever you're doing, customizing your car, and they'll just talk in the background. So, like, you don't have to skip very much. I like that a lot. Oh, this was a problem that I had where because of the map in familiarity i found myself having my attention split between the car and my mini map and so there was more than one occasion where i would crash because i was looking at my mini map because i was so reliant on it yeah they don't forza does this great they put where the waypoint like where you're supposed to go on the road so you can still watch the road this you have to watch the mini map to know where you're going so and like during the constantly... races, the the checkpoints are on the screen, but like right. But when you're trying to like navigate in the city in free mode, you're constantly your eyes are darting back GPS mini map to the road. You're going back and forth, and that gets real scary when you're going like 150 in a sketchy car. Okay, uh, so uh, let's just wrap this up real quick. Um, sure. As far as Need for Speed games go, this is good. I think that, like, if you wanted to get back into the series, this is a good jumping in point. Um, As far as overall racing games go, I think it's pretty normal. I've played a good number of racing games, and, like, they are all kind of the same in one way or the other. Um, So I think that this is just kind of another notch in the belt as far as racing games go. And as someone who is not a racing game person, I have to go to it where it is. And that is in a genre that I don't like. So I'm going to sit it at like a six and a quarter. I like racing games. The I mean, the actual way the car works is annoying. I liked everything else for the most part around it. Um, and that's a good thing. If you only like if you only dislike one or two things about the game, then that's fine. The voice is annoying. The drifting is annoying. Everything else is doable or fun. So um, I also am a fan of like running from the cops. Every every race is a street race too. So like you're crashing and stuff. There's other cars coming the other directions. It's it's pretty sick. Also love Chicago as a setting. This game's cool. I dig it. Um, and I'm continuing to play it after we're done with this. So I'm going to give it a 7.75. Rock, like this, re- this is my genre. So this makes I'm sense. I'm really happy to hear that because you and I both went in on Need for Speed Rivals together as well. And, we and both it was, kind of, dude, I, I was traumatized from that game. We both bounced off that game pretty hard. That game was an arcade racer through and through, and there was zero personality in that game, which is why I'm so happy to see that they swung the pendulum the other way and decided to make a game that was almost nothing but personality. So that is good to see. Sweet, dude. All right, um, let's move on to our improv segment. This is one that we haven't done in a hot minute, this is called bad form. Um, it's bad form and improv to set up a joke and force your scene partner to come up with the punchline. Um, so we're just going to do that. We're going to break the form and we're going to force ourselves to, uh, we're going to keep throwing the ball in the other person's court and see what they do with it. Um, now we have to come up with a scene. Hmm. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> You and I uh, get into an elevator at the same time, and we recognize each other from somewhere, but we can't quite determine where. Okay. Sweet. We can do that. Uh, 
uh, uh, what floor are you going to? Uh, fifth. Okay, yeah, you... I'm going. I'm going to the sixth one. So I'll just boop boop. Okay. Um, do I know you from somewhere? <sighs> you know, I kind of just got one of those faces. I've also worked a lot of jobs. Um, what are some of the jobs that you worked at? Maybe there's a. Maybe there's like a connection there. Well, I worked at the coffee shop on second. Okay. Um, that was a couple of years ago. I'm currently working at the mall at the shoe store. Do you remember what shoe store that was? Um, the shoe store at the mall. Are you talking about the shoe store that closed in 2014 or the shoe store that closed in 2017? Well, I'm currently working there. I just got the job oh. like yesterday. It's the oh, okay. new place. What's oh, the what was the, what's the name of the new place? The name of the new place, and the, the name that you got your job at. Um, uh, yeah. Pacemaker. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I literally started t- today is my second day. Um, and you already forgot the name of the building. Hey man, well the the tricky thing is is you know the name of the employees, like the actual employees, go by a different name than the company. So even though the company's called Pacemaker, what uh, their employees are called something else. So I constantly oh. get those two confused. Yeah, the 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 heart steppers. Right. So I keep on saying I work at heart steppers, but that's actually we were actually pacemakers. So it gets all confusing. Um, does that sound familiar? Is that where we could have met? Um, in the job that you got yesterday, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't. I didn't know uh, maybe I bumped you, into you there. Do you have like a lot of family in town? Like how how big is your family? Um, pretty small. I just have one little brother. Um, okay. Where did you go to school? Did we go to school together? Um, I went to, uh, I went to school in the Harbor district. Yeah. They kind of just like, it was all just a bunch of like classrooms on the pier and the school kind of smelled like fish the whole time. Uh, yeah, I, that's not where I went to school. And not only have I not gone to school there, I have never even heard of that place. Where did you say it was? The Harbor district. Yeah. Of what city? Of, uh, Mobile, Alabama. Oh, I'm from Montgomery, so that couldn't have been it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, the M.O. in Mobile and the M.O. in Montgomery, you know, that's, I, I have to imagine it's something like that, you know. Um, what else could it be? Well, what are you, what are you, what's on the sixth floor? Where are you going? Oh, um, it's a dentist appointment. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I haven't been no. in 12 years, so, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Gotcha. That's my dentist, but if you haven't been there in 12 years, it could, we couldn't have met there. Well, what are you doing on the fifth floor? Oh, um, this is pacemakers. That's where I'm going right now. Oh, I thought you said yeah. it was in the, are we in the mall right now? Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty I've big never, mall. I've never known a mall with six floors and a dentist's office. Yeah. Well, oh, it's the biggest you know mall in what? Alabama. You know what? I remember where I know you from. Um, where? I used to work at one of those banks inside a Walmart. Um, it was, uh, mm, what was the name of that place? Citizens, first and third, or freshwater? Um, all of them. All of them. You yeah. worked at all of them. Yeah. Doing what? Um, ba- uh, bank. Because you had a different. St- you must have had a different job at every place. So what job did you have in each one? So I was like crisis management. So they would send me to each one as crises were happening, and I would like I was the fixer. What kind of crisis were happening? Oh, you know, bank closures and housing Robberies? markets and um, uh, stocks. You know, bank stuff. Oh yeah, I don't know much about that. Can you give me like a rough? How does like I don't know blank 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 closures work bank closures yeah Yeah. so um if everybody were to withdraw their money at the same time banks don't physically have enough money to like accommodate that kind of demand so the banks would just give up and like by the time like the i don't know they're pretty quick by the time like the 10th or or 11th person started to withdraw their money they would just shut down the whole bank nobody gets money all assets are frozen and then i have to go in and i have to like solve the problem and unfreeze everyone's assets it's that's how you know me oh yeah i i made a one million dollar withdrawal and you said you only have to give me back a quarter million and then my mom came in and shot up the place yeah, it happens a lot at these Walmart banks, you know. Yeah, that's where you must have known me from. I was, yeah, we were trying to withdraw all the money, you wouldn't give it back. I called my mom, completely flew off the handle. Oh, how's she doing? But by you know, the way? that's mom's. I mean, she's in prison. Oh, oh I mean, for life. So I have a bullet in my knee. Yeah, so she's in for life. 
Um, but you know, it is what it is. Moms, you, you know, know what? You know what? I feel like I should have remembered you from the 18 month criminal case that we had to go to court for over this. Oh, you must have been one of the witnesses. I was. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. You I was a witness to a too. huge settlement. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to this dude. dentist appointment without insurance. Hey, good that's for you. That's how dude. much money. Yeah. That's, how are you that's not awesome. in jail? Oh, because here's the thing. I didn't commit the crime. I just told my mom and she freaked out. So like, it's my bad, you know? I should, I should have known that she was going to freak out. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we've been stuck in between the fifth and sixth floor for about 35 minutes now. Yeah, you so... think this elevator is broken? <laughs> so stuck I'm just going to try to pry the doors open and we can climb out <laughs> our respective floors, okay? All right, man. Well, take it easy. Uh, All right. Good luck with later. that knee. <laughs> Uh, that's that one a, better that's than a, I thought it was going to. Yeah, first scene in a long time where uh, it doesn't end with a cocked gun. Yeah. Also, uh, um, I don't. I think we made that look too easy. People don't understand. You, we had to make up so much stuff without any help. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. You have to always be like, oh, you know, that thing I'm coming up with right now. So I think. I think that might be one of the issues we have with this segment, even though it's fun to do and it's good, is it's it's too easy or we make it look too easy. I love hearing Alex give us. I'm trying to give us props, dude. Huge compliments at any opportunity. Right. Um, and I not res- only I am I complimenting it. us, I'm saying the audience is too dumb <laughs> to, to do it themselves. I really want like you, to. When punch. you guys try this at home, it's not going to go that well. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're going to do a new middle segment. At least I hope this is new, and I hope it's a middle segment. Um, This is a segment that I'm calling Trending Upwards. I have Google Trends pulled up in front of me, and I'm going to give you search terms and, and also a direction. And I want you to come up with a term that will fit the direction of the original search term. So say I put in, like, the base term Tesla. And I say, I want you to come up with a term that trends higher than Tesla. Okay. Um, do that. Sounds good to me, man. All right. First up, Taylor Swift. Okay. I want you to find me something that trends lower than Taylor Swift. And just so. Um, this should be a piece of cake. Because um, she's kind of a big deal. So just so you, everybody knows like the parameters in which I'm working with. Um, I'm using all search terms and I have the guide set to the past 30 days and I'm looking at the very last point and that's what we're going to be comparing. So trending down, right? Did I say trending um, down? Yes. Trends okay. lower. Yeah. What trends lower than Taylor Swift? Let's go. I'm going to be, here's the thing. I can pick something super obscure, but that's not the point of the game. Um, we'll do UFC. All right. That is in fact currently trending lower than Taylor Swift, where Taylor Swift is trending at 41 points. UFC is trending at six points. Um, there was a point in one of the biggest performers ever. I could have said literally anything and been fine. There is a point in July where UFC was trending at a hundred points where Taylor Swift was only at 23. So, um, yeah, there was a fight during that time. So I'm going to go back and listen to this edit and find out that you totally gaslit me into saying that you needed to find a trend lower than Taylor Swift, but whatever. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I don't care. Um, I want you to find, um, a trend. I want you to find a term that trends higher than Einstein. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. That worked. Uh, so now to make this a little more difficult, let's put some parameters on the terms that you are able to use. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put bluey. I'm going to put in bluey as the first search term. And I want you to find me a cereal that trends higher than bluey. Is there one? Holy crap. I don't (laughs) think there is one. This would be nice if you had the answer. I don't think there is a single one. I mean, uh, we could if find, I had to guess, out. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. That's crazy, dude. Bluey? Um, yeah, believe it or not, Cinnamon Toast Crunch does not trend higher than Bluey. 
<laughs> what is what do you think is the most popular cereal? Um, I'm Wheaties? gonna try. I'm gonna try Cheerios. Frosted Flakes. Okay, that was my first thought, but I'm like, no one tweets about. No one's googling Cheerios. Yeah, didn't didn't really help. Let me see if Honey Nut Cheerios works at all. You really cut me off at the knees with cereal, bro. Yeah, That's I wanted to brutal. I, I vastly underestimated the specificity of Bluey and overestimated the generality of cereal. Type in just cereal and say that. I comes. am. Yeah. They are cereal beats out Bluey by one point as a generic term. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's do this. We'll do this because this whole segment is kind of scuffed. We're running long. We're going to cut it a little short. Let's do one more and then we can take this back to the drawing board and figure it out uh, better. Um, I'm going to put down... Um, I'm going to put down Christmas, and I want you to find – this is going to get a little complicated. I want you to okay. put in another holiday that skews within 10 points up or down of Christmas. Christmas right now in the past 30 days. Um, I mean, this is this is hardly a holiday. Oh, let's do Juneteenth. Okay. And, but I mean, this was a couple months ago, so yeah. Let's 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 see. My first thought was Prime Day. Alex, I have awful, awful, awful news. What? <laughs> Christmas is at seventy-one points. Juneteenth yeah. at one singular point. <laughs> yeah, this thing is, is we're recording this in August. That was June, so that's a little put in Prime Day. See if I can get closer. Again. That was my first don't, thought. Don't know if I'd call that a holiday. Um, if we had, if we did this on Prime Day, you would have got or you wouldn't have even gotten it because they weren't close. Christmas was at 57 and Prime Day was at 100. Um, Prime Day is only at three current. So, um, dude, getting with a Labor Day. We can try. Oh, this is. Yeah. So Christmas at 71 points and Labor Day at 45 points. So I feel like that's so, maybe the closest we're going to get without just going yeah. like straight up like New Year's Day or Christmas Eve or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because going to the past 30 days, there's been no holidays in the past 30 days. Yeah. So you have to – maybe people are Googling when is Labor Day because they're having that time off. Thanksgiving is too far ahead. No one's worried about Thanksgiving. Christmas is always on people's minds. Yeah. Christmas in July, baby. Yeah. That's a tough one. Good game. Yeah. Um, we'll take that to the drawing board and make it better. Um, sure. For the one-hit wonder, I need to find it. Oh, um, I'm calling this one Shopping List. Um, this one is going to be one of those things where we're quiet for like five minutes, but the audience isn't going to know because I'm going to cut it all out. Um, sure. I want us to search. We're going to use Amazon, and we're going to build an event under a certain budget. And I think if we do this once and it takes it like I think this should be enough. So I want us to find five items to decorate a kid's 10th birthday party and keep it under a hundred dollars. And then whoever has, has the, the coolest, coolest party? has the coolest party wins this game. Uh, when's the birthday? Um, Next week. Under 10? Uh, 10. It is the 10th birthday. 10th birthday under 100 bucks. Yep. Cool. We will reconvene when we are done. 10. How many kids are at this party? 20. Holy crap. Is that a lot? No. I don't it's know. It's like buying things. I mean, it's decorating activities, all that stuff is what we're including probably. All right, Alex, I have mine. It is definitely the worst party these kids are going to all summer. Mine's going to beat <laughs> yours for sure, dude. Oh, it is definitely. Um... I would go. I would throw this party for a ten-year-old. Okay, I'm gonna go first because mine's so good. Starting off, I got. I mean, it's on sale. I'm counting the fact that it's on sale. Um, okay. a thirty-dollar, seventeen-foot by seven-foot water slip and slide. Um, it That's has. Pretty cool. It has three lanes for racing, um, inflatable boot, uh, body boards with sprinklers. Um, so three people can go down this sucker at the same time. And it has like internal sprinklers. I'm counting that as a W just kind of across the board. Yeah, All right. Pretty good. Up next. What are they going to want to do after they play in the water? Shoot each other with water. 
I got a $9.12 pack of water guns, which I understand quantity over quality, but they're 10 year olds. You give them a water pistol. That's enough. Okay. After that, it's cake time. I got an $8 Spider-Man birthday cake topper and it has like, it's a pretty com. It's a very in-depth cake topper. There's like eight things going on here. And if there's, and if I'm throwing a birthday party for a kid, that kid's going to like Spider-Man. So sure. Spider-Man cake topper. Easy peasy. Sure. Yeah, I thought about that, but I'm like, well, then I have to include a cake. I guess not. A cool cake topper, but like, I don't know. I, I see your point. I thought the same thing, but I changed my mind. All right. Up next, and this is my controversial take. What yep. do kids love? Guns. So. Oh, jeez. I got a $15. We already did squirt guns, and now you're getting more guns. More guns, yes. So I got a $15, five, it says five piece. Okay. So there are two of these in this set, and they are cap And there's guns. 20 kids? <laughs> 20 so, kids. So two kids, you can use them at a time? And the the usage of cap guns at all is, is a discussion that one can have with their parent. But yeah. <laughs> the cap guns are not there just to play with the cap gun. It's all leading to the grand finale of the $9 jug of 16 ounces of fake blood that I've bought to start the grand murder mystery that shall end the party's uh, uh, events. Because you know who loves murder mystery? Ten-year-olds. Fourth graders. (laughs) (laughs) So they're going to play with the water slide. They're going to shoot each other with water guns. They're going to have some cake. They're going to play with the cap guns until I pretend to be dead. And these kids might be traumatized, but they have to solve my murder. Wow. So, uh, top that, bucko. Well, mine starts at 6 o'clock and it's going to be a sleepover. So, um, we're starting also with squirt guns. I got quality squirt guns, $17 for a pack of five. And I'm buying two packs. And we're doing teams. So, 5v5 and there's 10 people on the bench and they'll come out and we'll swap. Um, I also bought um, hair chalk for $15 so they can color their hair and it'll just like wash out with the squirt guns. So the kids can, you know, dye their hair blue, pink, whatever, and it just wash right out. Then it'll get a little dark. I bought for $23 party favors that have glow-in-the-dark sunglasses, glow-in-the-dark bracelets, glow-in-the-dark necklaces, um, and glow-in-the-dark balls. So at night, they can go out and play with those. They can create their own games or whatever. Um, when it's time to go inside, I got the Kung Fu Panda Trilogy on DVD for $13. Oh, you mean the one that I already have on my DVD shelf back here? <laughs> yes. We're doing a movie marathon of Kung Fu Panda. And for 8 bucks, I got Bam, uh, Bean Boozled, the jelly bean game. And I got two packs so everybody can play. So in between movies or before the movies, we're going to play a game of Bean Boozled. Um, and that could be fun. I feel like 10-year-olds are into that. Sweaty socks and whatnot. And then, yeah, that's uh, that's my kid's party game, dude. I think ours were pretty close. I think that maybe yours runs a little bit more traditionally fun, while <laughs> yeah. mine kind of feels like an episode of Parks and Rec. I feel like yours would be good if the parents were there. Yeah. Because like, hey, murder mystery, this is actually going to be for the parents. Parents are going to be fun. Just take your kids with you. Mine would be like- Ignore the gunshots. Yeah. All the parents dropped off their kids, except for a couple of chaperones, because I can't manage 20 kids by myself. And this is like for the kids. So vote at home. Yeah, vote at home. Who do you think- where would you want your uh, 10-year-old, which, and if you are 10, my nieces, um, which party would you rather go to, Craig's or mine? Or if you just, like, remember what it was like to be 10, you know? Yeah, yeah, which party would you rather go to? Open up that inner child. Um, That was shopping list. Um, sure. Next week, we are playing a game called Ghostwire Tokyo. This is a game I know practically nothing about. I've seen a few screenshots of it. I kind of know the aesthetic of it. I don't know too much past that. I'm excited because this is... um, 
I mean, Need for Speed was also a modern game. Need for Speed came out last year. Um, but so did Ghostwire Tokyo. And this is like the most modern, like non-IP based game that we're playing. So it'll be nice to kind of play like a fresh modern game to get like a vibe on it. So I'm excited about yeah. that. I feel like we're doing a really good job of finding different games. We've had an indie yes. game. We had a racing game. Um, we've played GoldenEye, you know, the classic. I feel like we're we're getting pretty diversified. I'm into it. Yeah, but that's next week. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.